0: Bobby V's here. We'll get this thing started. Hey, Bobby. What's, What's up, man?
1: man? How are you? I'm good. How you doing?
0: Doing good. Good to talk to you again. Thanks for making some time.
1: Hey, man. You know you know, I got soul, man. Y'all last of the Mohegans, man. You know? <laughs> last of the Mohegans, my brother.
0: Definitely appreciate, you know, we've seen some of your comments to us that we, you know, definitely are one of the last few that support R&B. So we always appreciate that, man.
1: Nah, I appreciate y'all, man, for, you know, continuing the the narrative for R&B, man, you know, uh, because we as artists, we sure ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? So we need somebody that, I mean, I won't say that we're not doing it, but I mean, as far as, you know, collaborative efforts within each other, we're not we're not holding that standard up, man. So, you right. know, definitely right. good to talk to you. And, you know, I Absolutely. always talking to you guys because you, you guys do the research. A lot of people just pretty much ask the same questions and, <laughs> you know, and it just gets so boring and you're just like, oh, yeah. how long do I have to do this? But you guys actually research and you guys are familiar with artists and their music and the sounds and, and what they're doing. So, you know, it's, it's dope. Don't worry, it's going to be a fun interview. It won't be the same boring questions.
0: No, of course not. <laughs> Let's start with the new music, though. I mean, you got the new single out, which is a collaborative effort with, with some of the artists you have on your label. Why don't you talk yeah. about how, that song a bit?
1: So the song is called Love and Shit, right? And, um, you know, I have two new artists that i just signed, Zan Man Trippin', Santo Silva. Um, and, you know, we're putting out a compilation album. Hopefully it can, it can drop June 2nd. We're just still mm-hmm. waiting on um the proper material so we can put it out. But um, you know, I'm looking to um just, you know, brand Velcher Music Group, which is my new label, and also just uh brand the new artists and, and help them with their careers and help them really get started. I'm excited the song is a it's a up tempo song. Um it's an exciting song and uh, you know, uh I look forward to, you know, what it's doing. I've already, you know, gotten some um some hits from some radio stations that want the clean version, and I wasn't even thinking nice. about right. I wasn't even thinking about radio, so that was exciting yesterday to get calls from from program directors at radio stations telling me that they've heard the song, and it's been out a week, and for them to call and tell me that they've heard it and they love it, you know, it was awesome.
0: Right, that's dope, man. Congrats on that. Yeah, appreciate it. So the new the new label Veltry Music Group you mentioned. Um, you've got artists like you said. Where are you discovering talent?
1: Um talent is everywhere man. I mean, you can go on Instagram and discover talent. Um I have two guys that I work with um at the label and um they have uh you know, they actually brought me the guys. They always bring me different people. And um you know, just skimming through all the artists, I look at everything from um you know, how self-sufficient these guys are because a lot of artists um they want a label to do everything for them and they don't understand that you have to be self-sufficient, you have to have your own team. The label is really just there to facilitate and put your music out and to help your thoughts and ideas. A lot of new artists don't understand that. They want the labels to come in and tell them their ideas when, hey, we don't know what you want as an artist. So a lot of times I'm looking at um, all the artists and what they have to you know, to give. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, these artists, Santos Silva, Zen man Tripping, that self-sufficient—they have their own videos. They've already put music out before, and I'm just here to, you know, really just help facilitate them um, go to the next level.
0: Right. I think that's pretty dope, man. I know you've always had a good ear for music, and I know you know talent. So I think you're the right man to to lead a label and
1: pick out that right talent. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm just um I'm just trying to, you know, follow in the footsteps of the greats, man. You know, the Underground R R P, R.I.P. Uh, Puff Daddy. You know, uh, Sylvia Rome, Ethiopia Habishan, all all of these greats that are at these labels and making big moves, man, you know, um, I I just want to follow in their footsteps. And I've learned a lot. Ludacris, you know, a lot of people, man. So I'm really just learning from all of these guys and just trying to implement what I've learned from them and just really take it to the next level.
0: Dope. Now, I know we're waiting on your album as well, Sunday Dinner. Um, When can we expect that? What's What's the deal?
1: Man, I'm so excited about Sunday Dinner, man. I really want to drop that. And um, it was supposed to drop, of course, in March. And then Corona hit. Then I was on the label, SRG. And some things didn't happen that we had planned to happen with them. So um, that was the setback. And um, the the album was leaked uh, by them. And, Mm. you know, some people have heard the album and... Then people have hit me and was like, Yo, the album's dope. I'm like, damn, and then they sent me the pictures of it or whatever. But it was cool. So we've oh. taken the album back out. And I hopefully I can drop this album before the end of this year because I plan to drop all me and all of my artists albums at the same time. Okay. Um Zan Man Trippin', Santo Silva and, and the Sunday Dinner Project at the same time. But first I wanna concentrate on this um the Veltry Music compilation album, which will have two songs from each of us as well as a collaboration song, love that shit. And possibly one more collaboration song that we're trying to work out the logistics with the producer with that track. So um, yeah, my focus right now is just dropping the compilation and introducing the world to Zan Man Trippin' as well as Santos Silva. So I'm I'm really excited about the joint venture that I'm doing. Um, I've taken my artists and just kind of put them on the same level as me. Um, Uh And just really showing them the ropes, man. I've taken them on the road with me before Corona. Um, They did a lot of dates with me. And um, I just kind of signed them and threw them in the fire, you know, because a lot of people want to be artists. A lot of people want to, you know, um, they say they want to be artists, but they don't know the work that goes into it. And a lot of people don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the dirty work. There's a lot of dirty work that has to be done. And I try to explain that on a daily as well as not even explaining but put them in the fire so they can see for themselves that I'm not just talking, this is real life and real work.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I, I, I know what you mean that a lot of artists don't want to put in work. We won't touch yeah. on that though.
1: <laughs> right. Right. A lot of cats don't want to put in the work. They just, they just see the ending result. Yeah, and that's exactly. for anything in life, man. A lot of people see the ending result. Like, you know, I got sold. You guys, uh, you guys have been putting in a lot of work and I can't wait to, um, to you guys really get your roses because I see you guys putting in so much work. You guys are doing interviews with so many different people. Um, and you guys are actually just raising the bar for what it should Appreciate be. That.
0: Appreciate and I think that, that
1: the numbers really never show to those that really go the hardest, but you guys, I see it and people see it, you know, so right. as long as people see it and certain people see it, um, I think that that's all that matters. You guys are really putting in the work, and I, I appreciate that, and I commend you guys for always holding and staying down with R&B music.
0: Appreciate that, man. You know what it is. Like, artists like yourself help keep us going, those that are truly passionate yeah. and don't just, you know, mail it in when they put out music, those who really drive and really want to do better for the whole genre. You're very vocal about it, and that helps us get the energy to keep it going. So we appreciate you in return, man.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely.
0: So, I want to reflect back real quick on the Millennium Tour because, you know, I felt like that was such a special moment for R&B music. Like, all those artists coming together, the support that the tour got. I don't know if people really appreciated in that moment what was going on because that was an epic thing, in our opinion. We don't see things like that happening nearly enough. I mean, what did you take away
1: from it? Man, you know, the, the, the Millennium Tour was a revitalization for me, man. You know, um... The, prior to the Millennium Tour, um, I was on the road, you know, doing a lot of spot dates and, um, you know, uh, was going through some things in my, you know, personal life mm-hmm. uh, um, and mentally. And the Millennium Tour really came at a time when I really needed it. You know, it really came at a time um, to really uplift my spirits um, and to really give me that outlet uh, to 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 perform on the big stage again. Um You know, I still do shows and, you know, do theaters and and, and small venues um, like City wineries and stuff like that. But the Millennium Tour really uh, took me to a level, not just uh, physically, but mentally. It took me somewhere that was uh, a gift from God, you know, and I always reflect back on the Millennium Tour. I never took any show for granted. Um, I never took any day for granted on the Millennium Tour. And I made sure that I cherished every moment and I put every memorable moment, every piece in my brain so that I could always go back and relive those moments. So um, after the Millennium Tour this year, I actually, when I, I did my own tour, the R&B Addiction Tour, right, we we're doing city wineries and um, a lot of different uh, venues. And it was dope. And I was having a good time. And then my last show before Corona was at a city winery. And right after that, they just like the next day, everything just started to shut down. It was a wrap. So, um, but back to the Millennium tour, man, it did a lot for me mentally, um, and it was almost a a, a, it was a game changer and a lifesaver for me, actually.
0: Right, that's awesome, man. Love to hear that. Yeah. You know, thinking back to your career, because um, you've been vocal about the lack of support in R and B and for yourself, especially who does definitely deserve more respect for your legendary legacy than you get what was the what was the time in the industry that for you when you were making music you had the most fun and were able to have the most fun or enjoyment
1: you know I really think that as people we have to um live in the moment you know and I think a lot of times we don't live in the moment I know me personally I'm Mm. always thinking about tomorrow or next year instead of living in the moment. So I feel like when I was at my peak, I really wasn't living in the moment. I was thinking about, okay, so what is going to be like in five years, you know, or what is it going to be? I'm always like thinking about the future. And then for a while, I think at the peak peak, and then after, you know, that slope, it kind of went down. I started to really live in those moments. Um So, you know, um, I think that most of all, you have to, whatever you're doing, when you're enjoying something or you're at that peak or you're reaching that pinnacle, you have to really enjoy that pinnacle. Not to say that I didn't enjoy it because I had a yeah. lot of fun and a lot yeah. of good times, but I think that it was so new for me that I really didn't understand it until I saw some other artists or somebody, you know, having a number one record or a number one album. I had three number one albums, Yeah. And, um, you know, every time that I had a number one album, I really didn't, I won't say appreciate it, but I really didn't live in that moment of the number one album because I felt like I was supposed to have a number one album. You know what i yeah. And so it's yeah. like the, the music that I'm making is supposed to be number one. Like, right. Duh. And then, you know, when you look back and reflect on things, you're like, wow, like I really did have number one albums in the world and the number one, and number yeah. one album, top five records. And, you know, I really so so I'm trying to reach those pinnacles again, but now as a label executive, of course I'm still making music and we know what the game is. You know, the game is uh it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um uh, we don't have to get into what, you know, Takashi Six Nine talks about, but I'm just also glad that um people are now Saying the truth about what the game is, you know what I'm saying. Um, it's not really for everybody to say to to tell what it is, but when people do tell, you know, um, I think they almost kind of blackwall you or something. But a guy like him, I don't think you can blackwall him, you know? What yeah. I mean? Because it's just like whatever. But certain mm-hmm. guys and certain people, like myself, even when I try to speak the truth and facts about anything or even about other artists and how, you know, they don't, we'll be on shows with other R&B guys and they'll stay in their room and won't even speak. And it's just like, why? Wow. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to, I'm just saying what's up so that we can maybe collaborate on some music and do it for the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's, how, that's how it is. But, you know, it's hard, I always say hard but fair because I've been blessed in the, in the business. Like, I've been totally right. blessed. Uh, my life is amazing. Um, I have a daughter, I have a great management team, um, great family, great friends, and I'm able to, you know, not have to worry about a nine to five job. Most musicians have to worry about a yeah. job as well as being a musician. But me, um, I'm able to live out my musical dreams on a on a daily basis. It's just about right. how hard I wanna go, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, like that's how that is, really. That's dope. That's dope. Love
0: the, love that you're so humble, man. Definitely respect that. Thank you. So there's one part of your career I, I love to look back on, and that's, you know, you were part of the group, Mista. Yeah, and people yeah. don't realize when that disbanded, it didn't work out. Like, you went solo, but it wasn't right away. So the right. way I look at that is, like, you never gave up. You continued to persevere and, and still make it happen. And then, you know, 2005 came 15 years ago, your debut, and you made it happen. Yeah. So... What was it like in that time when when Mr. didn't work out and not giving up and getting to the point of becoming a star?
1: Man, when when Mr. – you know, I was the one in the group. I was always trying to keep Mr. together, you know. Mm -hmm. I was kind of that guy like, yo, let's do it. So I remember at a time we were looking for management, and three of us wanted this one manager, and one of us didn't like him. And – when that happened i knew mister was gonna go down then um because it was three of us together and then one wasn't with it so we went and took some photos with just three of us and the one guy that didn't like the manager he didn't like that so it was a problem then but i was still trying to keep the peace and i just remember like you know what it's cool i'm gonna just go to the studio and record songs for mister Mm -hmm. so I was going to the studio at this time. I just graduated from high school and yeah. um, I went to Clark Atlanta university. I had, a, um, I had a, a music scholarship to go to Clark Atlanta my first couple years. Um, and I would go to class and then I would go to the studio right after and just record all night. Um, and every song that I was making, it was songs for Mr. But as I started to make these songs, I'm just like, do I really need somebody else on there? I'm actually kind of cool <laughs> by myself, actually. Yeah. Do I really need to deal with three other people and the manager and everything else that goes along with it? Yeah. So I started to record all these songs, and then I started working with different producers. And at the time, I would go from producer to producer. I would work with one producer for an extended period of time and just vibe with them. And then I would go to another producer in an extended period of time. And I think that that's really kind of how you get the best vibes is when you vibe with producers, which is kind of what happened on my first album. Yeah. Uh, I was able to just work with pretty much one set of producers. Um, and, you know, during that time, I went, to, I went to college. And I was pretty popular in college because I was Bobby from Mr., from those that, that yeah. knew about Mr. Okay. So, so it was cool because I was kind of popular in school. So it was like, I was yeah. at school. Everybody knew I was a singer. They knew I was Mr. And, and then like probably about my second year in college, Mr. really broke up for sure. For sure. And I just went on the solo quest and then I started meeting different people. I got a couple deals here, a little deal there. And um, you know, one deal led to another deal and you know, things just kind of progressed from there. And, I was constantly grinding and working to, to become Bobby V and Bobby Valentino. And that's when I kind of, you know, my name kind of came about in college as well. Um, that's when I started just calling myself Valentino, but a lot of people (laughs) knew me from Bobby as Miss from Bobby from Mr. So I just really put them together. Like when I graduated and, you know, it, it was, it was perfect. But during that time and that period, I just, um, you know, I was just so into music, and I've always been so deeply rooted into music that it never really stopped for me. Every day in school after that, I would go to a studio and record every day. And mm-hmm. I would come home, it would be... Of course, you know, you stay in the studio all night, so I'd be in there at 2, 3 in the morning, and my parents would be like, hey, you be out so late, what are you doing? And then I would have to go to class at 8 in the morning. Yeah. So... When I would go to class, my first year I was really flunking out of school, so I had to change my Mm -hmm. major because I was going to class and then going to the studio till two, three in the morning. So it didn't work. Um, It didn't work out for me with that music major because they required so much of me. Um, Right. So I changed my major after that to mass communication because I was about to flunk out of school. My dad was like, "Boy, you finna come work for me?" (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, you know what? I'm gonna get my grades right." Yeah. So. Ended up getting my grades right. My dad, mind you, is a hard worker. He's like a he's a farmer. He's in the horticultural, so he's always working. Like and, and and I would always go work with him in the summers and sometimes after school or before class. So uh, just during that period, I was just on the grind mode. Like I gotta get it, and I'm gonna get it. And I <laughs> saw it. And with anything in life, when you see something, you can attain it. Because you see it, you have to have that pro vision. And even as a youngster, I had the pro vision. Even before Mister, I had the vision of being in the music business. So I've been in the business my whole life, man. And um, it's been a it's been an up and down roller coaster. But you know, it's really uh, paid off. It's been amazing,
0: man. Awesome. You know, like I said, 15th anniversary of that debut album. You know, I think we're at, definitely at the point where we can look back and say that it should be considered a classic. You know, a lot of people like to throw out the word classic, but looking yeah, back it's been enough time it still stands the test of time so we can say that now definitely, so definitely. what do you remember what do you remember about creating that
1: body of work um that first album was definitely um i definitely remember those times because i remember i'm from i live in atlanta of course and i never really been to california for real i think i went on vacation with my parents mm-hmm. but so, vacation may be a weekend or 5 or 6 days so Um, I ran to Poon Daddy, uh, who was Ludacris, who was Luda's right-hand man at the time. They were on the radio together back in the day, and and they were both cool. So um, Poon Daddy was like, yo, you need to come out to California, man. We're going to get it popping. I was at the time, I just graduated from college, and my parents had me all over looking for a job, and I couldn't (laughs) find a job nowhere, man, but... Just like, um, you know, hey mama, I can't find no job. So Poon Daddy came and this how God is just amazing because, you know, like right when you at the last of anything, God kinda just comes in and just kind of just puts his hands on you and things and makes it happen. So I remember going out to LA first me and poon just vibing and then i was like yo poon i want to get with tim and bob man because mm-hmm. they had worked on a, they had worked on a second mr album that never came out yeah you? and from that point i knew like man these producers are so dope man like they really touch a part of me musically that not many people can do um and so i remember when um Poon was like, all right, we'll come out to California. So we went out to California, and I remember Poon taking me to Tim's house um, and kind of just leaving me on the doorstep like a baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he left me on the doorstep like a, ba- like a baby. Yeah. And um, Tim just, like, took me in with open arms, man. And, um, and Poon, me and Poon, we did a lot of grinding out in L.A. We did a lot of dirty work. Like a lot of going out to clubs, a lot of just parties and, and 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 things that we really ain't have no business doing. We was sneaking into places, but wow. you know we was going to going to all the parties, dapping up the DJs. Um, I was living in extended stays. I was living at different chicks' houses, and then finally I was living in the hood. Hood. I didn't even know it was the hood. And then <laughs> I was like bro. Do you know where you stand at? I was like, um, nah, man, I'm I'm in the jungles. Man, bro, man, pack your stuff up, man. Come stay with me.
0: Yeah.
1: And um Tim was like, he took me in in his, you know, he took me under his wings, man. He he kinda taught me how to dress and he was like, man, you country, man. You gotta wear this right here, man. And and <laughs> And I remember we would always go to different places. We would go to strip clubs and just vibe. And we would be at his crib, and he'd be making beats. Like Tim is one of the dopest producers I ever met in my life. Be mm-hmm. at his crib, uh, making beats, and 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 that chemistry that we we bonded. It was it was a brotherhood. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The Chemistry that we bonded was crazy. And um, from there, I just remember one day. Like, the Slow Down song really happened. It was real. He was like, yo, I'm going to take you to Melrose, man. Uh, You ain't been to Melrose yet or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. Mind you, at this time, Tim had, like, five, six cars. He was living in his mansion. He had the pool in the back with the rocks and and the car inside of the water. (laughs) Like, he was, like, doing it big. And I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Like, I've never seen nothing like this. (laughs) And um, so I just went out and and the chemistry and the vibes that we had really created that album because he really got a chance to know me who i am yeah uh, and and we really created that album and he was like yo let's go to melrose We went the melrose and i seen this girl she had a pretty round thing for real and that night we went to the studio and we really wrote slow down about the song. <laughs> so it was just like it was crazy when we did it yeah. so it was um Shout out to Santo Silva on here, my artist Santo Silva. Love that guy. He's gonna be a superstar. I see him on there. Um, but when we did the record, um, I was like, "Wow!" Well, no, matter of fact, that night, the night before we went to Melrose, Tim was playing the beat, and that he had he found that sample. I was like, "Bro, we got to do that one tomorrow." Because like every night, he would be he he used to do beats on his floor on the MPC machine. Mm-hmm. And, like, I might be sleeping or something or watching a movie or something, and he'll be on the floor just making beats or finding samples. Like, Tim is really, he is a music. Like, he, he'll he sit all day. He won't do nothing else but just make music. Yeah. And um every night he would just be always coming up with different beats and stuff. And I would go down and be like, "Ooh, we got to do that one tomorrow. We got to do that one tomorrow. And the day that we did the Melrose track, that night before, he had just came up with that track. And right. we went to Melrose. I was like, I saw you walking down on Melrose. And <laughs> you know, that's kind of how we did that song. It was like real life. That's
0: amazing, man. Love that story. Shout out to Tim and Bob. Tim is yeah. my guy, man. I, I keep in touch with him. Real good dude. Really passionate. So worked Tim on your awesome last album electric. Bob
1: definitely, man. Them two together is amazing. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, shout out those guys, man. Definitely legends. And I put Tim and Bob, we all these verses battles with these producers. I put them guys up with, with the best of the best. People right. don't even know how good and yep. how many hits that they made. Exactly. You know, they they have a lot the And a, a, a major um, uh, track record of hit records. So I 100%. love those guys.
0: Uh, Bobby, we're just about out of time, man. Um, we, before, of time we, we got 30 minutes, man. You know, we got a couple other interviews coming up tonight, so. We uh, could do this all. I know we could talk all night, man. You got so much history, and you know, you're a guy. So, yeah. but, um, you know, before we get out of here, I really want to know how can people support like artists like yourself in this time when you can't be on tour and, and, and on the stage? Like,
1: how can Y'all you get can the send me seat? Send me some money on cash out <laughs> dollar sign Bob VT. No, send me some money. No, I'm just oh. saying, man. Um, I'm really I'm really very blessed, man, in my career, man. You could just support by really just purchasing my music when I put it out, sharing it with a friend. Um I can't wait to go back on the road, man, but I'm 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 so blessed, man, that I'm not like one of those artists that when I get money, I go blow it and throw it away. Yeah. I'm very smart with my money. I have a great family that helps me to put my money up and to help me invest in the right things. Um I have rental properties as well. Um and so I do the right things with my money. So um just support me by supporting the music, supporting my art artists, following Santos Silva, um, following Zan Man Trippin', um, purchasing that new single. Uh Love That Shit. It's out right now. And um, you know, I just wanna thank you guys, thank my label, thank Veltr Music Group, which is my new label. Um and we're gonna be Showing you guys what it really is, man. So, Love That Shit is the new single. Go stream it. Go follow Santo Silva. Shout out Santo Silva. Shout out my brother, Just Trail on here, Melinda Santiago. Um, and I'm just happy to be here, man. I, I really appreciate you guys for always supporting me, man. So all love.
0: Absolutely. And we always will, man. Shout out to Melinda, man. She always takes care of us. You know, one yes. of the best in the business.
1: Yeah, shout out Melinda. That's my manager, and she does a great job with being more than a manager but being a friend as well. So, um you know, she, um, um she's an awesome lady. Um, and I can't wait to, you know, I, I envision and I have that provision of seeing even bigger and bigger things for myself, and I know it's going to be big, and I can't wait to take my team and those people that really ride with me with me. So I'm just mm-hmm. excited about all the big things that we have coming on. And I'm excited for you guys too because you guys are doing big things with interviewing a lot of big names and I love it, man. So just continue what y'all doing, man, for the culture, for R and B music, man. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it.
1: Like a picture, a comment. (laughs) See and know you know I got sold. And that's all that matters right there.
0: Exactly. Right. Appreciate that, Bobby. I'll tell you what, we'll do this again once the E P comes out, once your album comes out, we'll talk again for sure. For sure. All right, Bobby, man. Good talking to you. We'll talk soon, all right?
1: All right. Peace, man.
0: Take care, man.